All right, Avalanche fans, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever and wherever you may be listening, and thank you for joining the Locked On Avalanche podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, Chris Maselli, with another episode of the podcast dedicated to your Colorado Avalanche, and it is game day, this time in Colorado, Avs kind of break away from this road trip that they've having, very successful road trip that they've been having, to play one game back at the Pepsi Center. That's against the Anaheim Ducks. We're going to get into that. We're going to talk about Nathan McKinnon and the struggles that he's having. And should the Avs maybe rest him is a question I'm posing to the fan base. And I never really thought I would cover any virus or maybe like sickness epidemic. But this coronavirus is affecting the sports world. And we're going to kind of talk how... Uh, that's affected sports in general and the NHL in particular. So we're going to get to all that stuff today. And we're also going to simulate like we always do on game days, the game against the ducks tonight. So first things first, follow the show on Twitter, L O P N underscore avalanche, follow on Instagram, locked on avalanche and send questions, comments, concerns, if you want to be on the Fandom Friday segment, your opinions, whatever the case may be, send those over to LockdownAvalanche at gmail.com or get a hold of me through any of those social media outlets. So, like I said, uh, coronavirus, it's pretty much just, with the exception of the election and politics and being election year, you're going to hear a lot about that in the news, but right now it is everything coronavirus. <laughs> um are people overreacting? I'll leave that up to uh, you people to decide on your own. But it is a, a serious problem, like any virus is, like the flu is every year. Uh, and it's affecting all different corners of the globe. Obviously, it's here in the United States. So it, once it comes here, once it comes really to any country or community, uh, it, it takes on a lot of different uh, issues that it can that it can attach itself to within that community or country, and when it comes to the United States, uh, you know there, there's a lot of different things that it can wreak havoc on, and the sports world is is not immune to it. Nobody is immune to it. So um, I saw some really interesting articles, and just as a whole, you know when when you think of of sports and you think of apparel. Almost all of that stuff is made in China. You know, Nike is the one that comes to mind immediately. And you just go down the list, Nike, Under Armour, Adidas, Puma, <laughs> all of them have some sort of factory in China. And a lot of them have really shut down uh, some, so, like, shut down their, their operation uh, while all of this is getting figured out. And for the hockey world, a lot of sticks, hockey sticks are made in China. Uh, and, and I know, I know like Bauer has come out and said that it, obviously they stockpile them. Uh, and Bauer has come out and said, you know, they, they should have enough to last the season, you know, but there's, there's multiple broken sticks, uh, game in and game out. So, did I see a number and how much they actually have? No, but they seemed pretty confident that they will have enough. 
but maybe even more than that, like the NBA is telling their players to not kind of high five fans and do more of a, a fist bump, which I don't really get. I mean, if you're having hand to hand contact, no matter if it's an open palm or knuckles, something could transfer in my opinion, but they're telling them not even to do that with fans. And if you can avoid any contact with them whatsoever, avoid hand to hand contact, you know, obviously no hugs, but don't even accept uh, a basketball to sign. Don't accept a pen to sign that basketball with. Now in hockey, it's a little different because you obviously have that glass and you don't get that human touch interaction with hockey hockey players and fans before a game starts. You constantly see sticks being thrown over glass or a puck being thrown over the glass, and that's the interaction. Uh, is there an interaction walking into a stadium or an arena? Sure. I'm sure there is some. It's not like they're completely secluded and quarantined from fans. So even on the NHL side, they're telling them, just be mindful constantly be washing your hands. They're telling everybody that. They have gone as far as to say the deputy commissioner of the NHL, uh, his name is Bill Daly, he has not ruled out postponing or canceling games altogether or, and this is crazy, prohibiting fans from even attending games. Can you imagine if hockey games are being played in an empty arena? I, I I mean that would just be something to watch on TV. Just these, it's almost it would almost be like a practice session. Uh, I, I remember there was there was a, a uh, Super Bowl years ago where the big halftime event was. I think it was like for uh, the WWE. It was like Mick Foley and I think it was The Rock. I could be wrong on that. Like Mankind and The Rock. And the big selling point was they're going to have a fight in an empty arena. And it was cool as hell. <laughs> I thought that was really awesome. Um, for a, a hockey game, and now we're getting down to the nitty-gritty. We are in March. These are playoff caliber games. Every point means something. The home team, a lot of the times, is going to... That that has some oomph for, for a team that scores a goal... Crowd goes crazy. That's something that players and teams get behind. And if you take that away, it's just that that's part of the game. Part of the game is is the fan interaction and and the fan uh, the fans going crazy for their home team and and giving them that pedestal to just keep fighting and keep going. And if you if you have a, a games where there's nobody in there, with the exception of the announcers, I'm assuming they're going to let the announcers in and the Zamboni driver. <laughs> that's going to be odd. It's going to be very odd to watch an NHL game with no audience. It's going to get to that point. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how this all goes. It. I mean, like I said, this is in the news daily and, and, as of right now, nothing has taken a turn to where they said they've kind of got a handle on this thing. We almost get the impression that it's going to get worse before it gets better. Uh, so, and right now, a lot of it, it's it's kind of coast to coast, but you're hearing a lot of it out on the West Coast, in the Washington area, California. I haven't heard too much in Colorado, but it seems like everything that we hear is going to get worse before it gets better. So why would the 
the sports world and the NHL world be immune to what this thing has done to communities. And everybody is in panic mode, understandably so. So could we see games get postponed and the season prolonged a little bit? I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility. And if players keep snapping sticks and we have a stick shortage, what are you going to do then? Because they're not bringing them over right now. They're not bringing apparel over. They're telling you not to buy you know, uh, certain sneakers if, if it, they were shipped after a certain date. I think they're telling like the retailers to just even get rid of them. It's kind of mass hysteria right now. And we're all kind of in a waiting period to see what the sports world has done. Nobody's really done anything. And this is across the board. This is uh, NBA, NHL, college sports, college basketball in particular. Uh, NHL has even said they are even forward-thinking to the beginning of next season and not playing those games overseas in China or Japan. and But, but they, they said they are going forward with said avalanche game in Finland, which is odd because this thing has reached almost every country around the globe. But they don't want to go to where this thing started. I, I guess I understand that too. But I guess the bottom point here is it's having an impact on everything. And if it keeps going, trending in the direction that is trending and getting worse by the day, be really interesting to see how sport, the sports world, obviously NHL included, handle it and handle the, the current season and the current games. And if they put a stop to a season and, and prolong it a little bit. And we're coming to the end of the season, so no NHL fan wants to see that. But you also want everybody protected. All right, so Nathan McKinnon. We all know him. We all love him. He's all world. He's one of the best hockey players on the planet. And he's human. And he is going to have ups and downs, just like, you know, 99%, uh, 99.9% of hockey players in the league. Uh, and, and right now he's going through kind of an extended funk in terms of goal scoring. Assists, he's, he's really still very productive in the assist category, uh, but he is a goal scorer. And when he, he's having kind of an extended rut like he is in terms of scoring goals, you kind of take notice. And maybe we're not taking as much notice because, miraculously, the Avs are winning while he's going through this goal funk, which is, is seems kind of like it's an oxymoron. Um he, he's kind of what makes this offense go. This just speaks to uh, the depth that this team has, the camaraderie that this team has, the, the trust that this team has, that other players can take care of business if our top guys aren't, play, aren't playing up to their potential or are injured. And right now, that's happening on both fronts. There's a lot of injuries, obviously. And Nathan McKinnon, again, this is this is all about the 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 goal scoring. This isn't about you know assists because he's doing he's taking care of of himself in the assist category. But it is a little bit concerning, and you know we have no knowledge of any injury or like lingering injury that is going on with Nathan McKinnon. But could it be he has not missed a game this year, 
And we have said all year long, he he's a heart trophy candidate because he has put this team on his back for the duration of this season with all their inju- injuries that they've had. Is it finally starting to wear on him? Uh, and, and does this mean when these injured players come back in Kadri, in Burkowski now, in Rantanen, in Calvert, and now Makar, which all signs pointed to mid-March of these guys coming back. Do they give Nathan McKinnon a rest? I think he would probably say no. He'll give the you know superstar, I'm fine. I'm just going through a little bit of a stretch right now. I'll break out of it. Everything will be okay. I would think he'll give you that answer. Uh, I think if you spoke to him off the record, he might say, I, I could maybe use a day off. And and would that would that hurt the team? And again, once they get back to full capacity, if they can get back to full capacity without this is assuming we're not gonna have any more injuries until those guys come back. Do you do you give him a break? Say there's a uh, like we said, uh the Avs have a lot of games this month. They're closing out the season playing a ton of games. Pretty much half the month they're playing. And you want your all-star ready for the playoffs. So if there's a, say a Monday, Wednesday, Friday week, do you give him that a Wednesday off? So you're technically giving him a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, a three game break or three day break, which for him would probably feel like a month off because he's in insane shape. So having like three days off, just say like, take those days, rest up and maybe do it like the week before the playoff start, almost like giving him a bye week kind of type of thing. So he comes back fresh because whatever it is, uh, they they need they need goals and they need him to be the leader of that, like he has been all season long. Miraculously, they are are winning. Not only are they winning these games in this seven game win streak, they're doing it by, I think they're averaging more more than a goal less than they have been all season. They're at like maybe like a tick over 2.5 goals per game, and they're winning all those games. Again, that speaks to the totality of this team and the defense that has picked up. Obviously, the goaltending has been stellar, and you haven't had to rely on Nathan McKinnon to score goals because the defense and the goaltending is kind of taking care of everything, and everybody else is kind of just chipping in and, and getting a goal here and there, and it's been enough. But you don't want to rely on that. You can't rely on that for the rest of the season or going into the playoffs. That's when you need your best night in and night out, and goals are going to need to be scored. I mentioned it in yesterday's game. He has he has not scored a three-point game since January 2nd when he had a four-point game against St. Louis. Uh, I sounded Canadian right there when I said that too, and I did not mean to say against like that, but I did for whatever reason. Um, yeah, that was against St. Louis, a four-point game. You know, and, and I think I was maybe a little bit hard on the team yesterday for the way that they played against uh, Detroit. And yeah, great, they got the win. But maybe, maybe I just expect more from my team that that is a Stanley Cup contender against a very poor team. And maybe I expect more from my 
all-world hockey player against a team like Detroit. Maybe they should have gave him a break last night. You, you gave Francois a break, and he earned it. Maybe they should have gave McKinnon one, but... You know, and then you, you turn around and you look at what Dreisaitl and McDavid, or, yeah, McDavid did on Edmonton where they, they net five points each. And I know he's without these guys, with, with guys, you know, he's, no, he's without Rantanen. But we can't have it both ways. We can't say this team is, is you know, overperforming with all these injuries and winning all these games, and then turn around and say, well, you know, he has all these injuries. He's been doing fine all year with all these injuries. So something's going on with Nathan McKinnon. I'm sure, you know, the, the team has has talked about it, and I'm sure that if there is anything wrong with him health-wise, I'm sure the Avalanche know about it. If there's nothing wrong with him health-wise, he's just going through a funk, then he's just going through a funk. It's going to happen. So if that's the case, if it's not medical and everything is okay with him, Give the guy a break. He he he's earned it. He's more than earned it when the time is right. Uh, like I said, maybe towards the end of the season when you're getting your players back, that might be when the time is right. But uh, am, am I am I overly concerned about it? No, he's he's Nathan McKinnon. He he he's not happy with the way he's playing. That's all you really need to know. And he will put in even more of an effort than he has been. Uh, and I would, I would just say for the rest of the league and the teams that the avalanche are going to play are watch out because you're probably poking the bear because he has not performed up to his standards. So now he's just going to try even harder and, you know, and any game, maybe even tonight against the ducks is he could, you know, just come out with a five point game of his own because he's capable of doing that every single night. He just got to break through this just like any hitter does in baseball so that that's kind of where we're at with nathan mckinnon uh he's still our our wonder boy and uh, he's still going to carry this team as far as he possibly can he just got to break out of this little slump he's in all right so can nathan mckinnon kind of get back on track uh at the on the home ice against the anaheim ducks you know a team that is struggling just like the previous victory in the detroit red wing game uh just like detroit is so uh you know i think the abs are happy to be home i'm sure mckinnon's going to be happy to be home avalanche going for eight in a row and the the ducks are going to be playing their the second game of a back-to-back uh they played I'm recording this as they are playing. Uh, they're playing Chicago at the moment. Last time I checked, they were losing one to nothing, and now they are losing two to one. About halfway through the second. So uh, by the time you're listening to this in in the morning, that game will be over and done with. So you can see what the outcome of that game was. But the the Ducks will be playing back to back in Chicago, in Colorado. I mean, obviously it benefits uh, Colorado having the day off the night before, but Colorado, you know, at this stage in the game, uh, at this stage in the season, you're kind of in in cruise control mode, uh, and getting a day off obviously feels very good, So, especially playing a team that played the night before. So the Avs had the upper hand in that aspect. They had the upper hand just because the Ducks are a struggling team. Uh, their last few games, let me bring it up here. They, they lost again, because I'm recording this with the Blackhawk game currently going on, 
who knows how that one's going to end. Prior to that, they lost to the Devils, and then they were on a little two-game winning streak. They did beat Edmonton, and they did beat Pittsburgh. So really two very impressive wins there. Um, prior to that, five-game losing streak. So, uh, And then, again, this is pre-Blackhawk final, 26-31-8, and eight, 60 points, tied with San Jose, who the Avalanche also play later this week. Uh, four points up on the Kings. Uh, at, the Kings are currently at 56. So uh, they struggle to score. Um, 2.51 po- uh, goals per game, which is kind of where the Avalanche are during this current winning streak. So make that what you will. The Avs scoring 2.5 point, uh, goals per game and are winning seven in a row. Um, Anaheim is scoring that for the season. So when you don't score, when when you have that rate of goals per game for the season, that's going to be your record, uh, 26, 31, and 8. So, uh, but the Avalanche are, are just doing it during this winning streak, winning it with defense, winning it with goaltending. So uh, no word on Burkowski or Makar. I'm, probably we'll get that in, uh, you know, like I said, if you're listening to this, the morning, this morning, we probably sometime before the puck drops, we'll hear something about them. I would think Burkowski has more of a chance to come back than Makar, and we haven't gotten any further details on Makar, but Burkowski's been out for, what, four games now? Four or five games, I think. So if he was day-to-day, uh, we're coming up on week-to-week if he's not back pretty soon. So I think Burkowski might be back. Maybe they give Makar a little bit of a break. Um, but one way or another, Avs, uh, I think got a, I say breakout, but, and, and they're winning. So everything is fine in the, in that aspect because winning cures all ills, but I think they need a breakout game in terms of, of goals scored. I want to bring up their, um, the past few games. So let's see. So I'm just going to go through starting with the Red, Red Wing game going backwards, here is the goals that they have scored. 2-3-3-3-2-1-3-3-1-2-3-3-2-4. There's a 4. 4 and a 6. So uh, the Sabre game, when they won 6-1. to one. The Senator game, the very next game, where they won 4-1. to one. Uh, those are the last games that they've scored more than 3 goals. So it's a long stretch of, of games where the Avs... Are, are not doing what they're known for, and that's an offensive juggernaut. So um, they got to keep track with St. Louis, which they are doing. St. Louis with 90 points, Avalanche at the moment with 87. Um, and this is all, you know, all signs point to the Avalanche keeping this winning streak going. Uh, let's just hope they can do it. In, in dominating fashion and not this down-to-the-wire thing, giving a team that they are clearly better than an opportunity to stay in the game. Uh, why not a blowout is kind of what I say. So let's simulate this game and see what the computers they have to say about it. Bringing that up right now. All right, so here we go. Detroit, or excuse me, Detroit. The Ducks are way. 
Colorado is home and running simulator. Here we go. And sure, why not? Uh, yeah, I, I think the simulator knows the Avalanche like three to two uh, games. So they have them winning this one three to two against the Ducks. So uh, let's hope it's a little bit more than that. But the way things are going, three to two game, you know, the way that the Avs are, are, are winning these games are low scoring. Uh, three to two, two to one. Like I said, in the end, doesn't matter. You get two points. But these teams, you want to really, like, put the smack down on them. So uh, let's hope we can do it against Anaheim. Both these teams have uh, won. This is the third game against each other. They've each won one in the other team's arena. So let's hope that trend does not continue and the Avs can get the final game against the Dugs against season in Colorado with a victory. So that'll be it for today, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, like I said, anything that you want to divulge, get off your chest, send it to LockdownAvalanche at gmail.com. And don't forget, you can, I don't say this enough, you can, uh, a lot of people have these smart devices. I have them too. You can just say, hey, smart device. I'm not going to say it because there's one right in front of me. Uh, play the latest episode of Lockdown Avalanche and it will play immediately. Pretty cool feature that we have. So, uh, utilize that if you have that, that capability. So that's going to be it for today, guys. Uh, hopefully the Avs with another victory can extend this winning streak. And we'll be talking all about it on tomorrow's show. Until then, enjoy the game. And here's Joby. Go, Abs, go!